2: DNVR and we are live from Studio X and we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Man, I'm getting good at that. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up to get in on tons of great deals. And guys, maybe you guys could start going into the YouTube chat like. 10 minutes before we're supposed to start and then just count us down. Ah, <laughs> we start it's true. So
3: we don't have these delay of games. Yes, like the, the, exactly. The Broncos have it on Sundays. It trickles over throughout the week. It's,
2: you know, it's a, it's a Broncos town. It is. They're late. Everyone's late. We just take on them. So yes, we're exactly. just,
3: we're 500 uh, pod right now.
2: We are. And speaking of counting down the clock, the results are in on the poll, Zach. And uh, I don't even know what they are. But it was worded wrong. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep, 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 yep. No,
3: and, and read it, and it. I'll explain. Read it, and okay. I'll explain. So Get it was
2: it. worded by you. Um, how do you feel about the Broncos fans counting down the play clock? Option one, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Option two, it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Option three, it helped the team. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. This is going to. And by the way, it wasn't worded by me. It was worded on the pod Uh, yesterday, and I thought uh, that I just should do that. So I actually went back and found the exact wording that we said on the pod because I wanted to be honest to this because it's what we talked about.
2: Way too much effort. It was embarrassing. (laughs) Won the poll. Okay. Um, 48%, which was the most. I actually didn't know. I would have thought that it would have lost because of the way you said it. Well, it did, technically, because <laughs> you said majority of people were embarrassed, mm-hmm. but only 48% were. The combination of it was funny and it helped the team, 52%. Okay. Um, so so it's pretty close, honestly. Like, half of the people feel it was embarrassing. Half of the people feel one or the other ways of it was funny or it helped. We, I will say- we, we,
3: can, we can put another poll out later doesn't have to be the pod poll but another one and i think the way it was worded yesterday in that poll makes it seem like it was embarrassing on the fans like it you were embarrassed mm. uh, as a fan that other fans oh, were booing but i, think I that's meant what... no what oh. i meant it was embarrassing for the team. Oh, it's absolutely
2: like, embarrassing for the team that they need that. Well, of course. That, that's that's <laughs> yeah. my whole argument. No, 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 See, no, no. I was
3: you... never saying it was embarrassing for, like, the fan next to you. You're like, oh, I can't believe Broncos country is doing this to me. No, 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 no. That's the way embarrassing it Embarrassing for the
2: team. See, I this whole time I thought you were saying it's embarrassing for Broncos country, no, that they are doing no, 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 this to no, their no, team.
3: No, 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 no. Now right. no, we're all resolved. We're on the yeah. same page. No pod yeah. poll needed. There we go. <laughs> what a waste <laughs> of a pod <laughs> it,
2: It's embarrassing for the players that they can't get the clock without the help uh, of 70,000. Uh, a yes.
3: hundred percent. And that's essentially uh, what Nathaniel Hackett said yesterday when he talked about it. He said, uh, you know, the, the crowd's smart. We were having our issues. They and uh, they tried to help us. <laughs>
2: and they uh. did help them. <laughs> Um, despite, you know, I'm getting lawyers coming at me on Twitter saying, you can't prove that it helped. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are. Correlation doesn't equal causation. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm just using the available information. Yeah, and Javante Williams literally saying
3: it helped. Um, yeah, it, it, that's uh, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. And speaking of Broncos country, got to give a couple shout-outs. First, to my former neighbor, Alex, who listens to the show. She says she digs us. <laughs> I didn't know she listened until after I moved. Uh, got to give a shout-out to Jane. Who was at the bar? I believe after Monday night football, got to talk to her right before the game, uh, and so many other people that we met after we, we went down to the bar after the post game pod this week and met so many awesome people. Um, people coming in from Syracuse. That was really awesome to, to yep. meet them. Uh, and also a shout out to our super producer Kale. This is his hey. three-year anniversary at DNVR. Wow, it's true. Yeah. How wow. about that? And he's back today. Three-year anniversary. He gets to come back yep. on the Broncos. Yep. Pod. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see right. you in one year, Kale. It is kind of <laughs>
2: fitting though, because I started at this company as a Broncos listener. Yes, yep. that is true. Yeah, yep. that is too. Famously, one of four people at the first ever uh, BSN open. <laughs> 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 That's right. That's right. <laughs> now we got like 125 yep. golfers. Yep. Wow, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you were there? Oh yeah. It's me, you, Kale. Couple other guys. Was Kale the worst one there? Oh, oh by far. Yeah, yeah by yeah. far. I was there to have fun and meet you guys, and I, just, uh, and I accomplished both of those things. I just remember the course was very damp, and he didn't have golf shoes. He was kind of slipping and sliding around. Oh, boy, oh, I did. I wore tennis shoes. That's true. Uh, uh, all right. Well, happy three-year anniversary, Kale. We appreciate you very much.
3: Yeah, your Russell Wilson year.
2: Mmm. Mm. Okay. So we yeah, talked. The, the countdown is on for this segment. Yes, the countdown is on. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're we're up against the clock on every segment, just like the Broncos are on every play. So where does that problem rank oh. amongst the Broncos' many that uh, mm. they have right now? the The best news is that they don't have a problem of being zero to two. Um, but there's a lot of bad news uh, that precedes that, which is the timeout management has been. I I mean, downright atrocious. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good way to put it. The red zone offense has been... uh, Downright atrocious. I was trying to look for (laughs) another word, like uh, offensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the
3: opposite of offensive. Not offensive. Yes, yes, offensive. offensive. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, It'd be confusing on a pod poll. It
2: could be. Uh, You know, the the problems run deep right now. So I want to rank them with you guys. Uh, And I think it would be hard for us to count this down backwards, even though that would be build more suspense. Um, (laughs) So we're going to count them down from number one. Zach, what is the Denver Broncos number one issue right now? If you walked into the building yesterday and you were, I don't know, Greg Penner. And you said this has to get fixed today. What is it?
3: Well, it's probably not what Greg Penner would be I know, saying. I know. But um, let's but just say it, you're the boss. And it you is.
2: Tell people what to do. The red
3: zone offense. Look, oh. uh, there's things that are more embarrassing mm-hmm. for the organization. And I think that's what Greg Penner would kind of be looking at. Uh, but for the Broncos, it is the red zone offense because when we talk about the Broncos' problems, we want to talk about what has the biggest impact on win and loss. And it is absolutely this the Broncos win in Seattle if one. Of their three trips inside the five-yard line gets in the end zone. They win. uh, They they blow out the Texans. If if one of their two trips to the red zone, uh, or or if both of those trips get into the end zone, they're the first team since 2000 to go 0 for five in the in the five yard to go five to or five. What, how do I say it? Inside the five. From in, yes, yes, yes. Five. Inside the five. First team since 2000 go 0 for 5.
2: Who is the team in 2000? I don't know. I've
3: thought. It, it probably is, the
2: Raiders. Probably,
3: yeah. <laughs> but it is so bad. And uh, when it comes to performance <laughs> on the field, it that's the number one thing.
2: Great answer. And I think you're right. Um, all the other stuff. Did I surprise you? Uh, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. You did. Um, <laughs> all the other stuff wouldn't matter nearly as much if you just took care of this one thing um if the broncos get in the end zone in the third quarter two times in seattle we never know that nathaniel hackett uh doesn't know what to do with three timeouts and one minute left on the clock from the 46 left hash um (laughs) just would have never come up you know that drive they probably would have spent running the clock out um well i guess they were both ways um (laughs) but if you go and you score to that, t- you know, if, if Cortland Sutton's foot's an inch closer on the, on the back shoulder fade, that probably sets that a different tone for that mm-hmm. game. You go ahead and win that in a comfortable fashion mm-hmm. that doesn't have everyone panicking. Um, so all of the other stuff won't come up nearly as much if you just punch the ball in, in the red zone. The Broncos are moving the ball uh, better than anyone in the NFL right now, which is just crazy. With some metrics. You know
3: huh in some minutes. yes in terms of yards <laughs> per drive
2: they are moving the ball as well or better than everyone in the league um expected um expected points added e p a um they are the only, one of only two teams in the n f l in the top ten in both offense and defense uh in e p a per play so who's the other one the bills there you go they're pretty good they are very good and
3: now also <laughs> taken into consideration who they've played. Totally. To be fair. Totally.
2: But the point is, so far, this has been a good football team outside of the red zone. And if they get that figured out, they're going to look like a good football team. And they might look like a good football team with some other issues, um, like coaching issues but at least they'll look like a good football team, which the scoreboard has not yet told you. Exactly, and mm-hmm. super quick. People in the comments
3: uh, listening live on YouTube, make sure to hit us with a thumbs up. We'd appreciate it. And also let us know what you think the number one is. We've already had some people agree with us. Roger coming in saying being in the same division as Mahomes is the number one. Uh, and Hank not now you can go ahead. Thanks. Um, so
1: obviously red zone problems right up there. I had it number two though. Oh. Mostly because I think that a lot of it is bad luck not not enough to not be concerned obviously
2: but enough for it to not be number one i, I, I hate want this. to have that take too. you guys just both, hard it's just hard to back up
3: you guys have both had now now hank you're joining ryan with this bad luck ball's gonna bounce the opposite way i don't know and uh, that's a dangerous thing to yeah. count on well, but I mean, that, it, that's what i'm but gonna say just
1: to say like the bad luck though two fumbles inside the one like, that's Two not feet, something...
2: one inch out of bounds.
3: Yeah, and, and exactly.
1: That's the other one. Sutton, Tomlinson, both of those so close. Like, there's a world in which they just get those toes in. They just hold on to the ball. And that doesn't excuse the red zone problems. Like, even if they get those touchdowns, you still have issues. But that's just why it's not number one for me, is that I do think that you are due some positive regression there. Although not enough to be good, it's enough to say, like, eh, you can you can coach the rest up.
3: However, there's other things, like Brandon Cooks, I believe, dropped a pass that would have turned into a touchdown. 100%. Um, oh, totally. That, I mean, th- there's other things for other teams, too. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but that is just part of football. I mean, how many teams could be saying, mm-hmm. man, we if, if only he got two feet in, then the whole game changed. That probably has mm-hmm. to happen. Uh, it just scares me on wanting to rely on, it's going to turn around. It's but, a massive, it's massive, massive problem. The red zone is. Yeah. But... I mean, again,
1: you're not going to fumble twice right there very often.
2: Yeah, and the hard thing is, like, it's difficult to argue from your side of this, Henry, because there's just no evidence that it's going to happen until it happens. And then you can point Mm -hmm. back and say, look, this week they got their toes in, and they scored 30 points. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see. We'll see if that happens. I have a hard time believing that one time a game, for all 17 games, the Broncos are going to have a touchdown that misses by this much. Um, And that's going to be somehow their fault. Like... It should just come back. It should. We'll see. Um, the fumbles, that like that is luck to me. Um, so we'll, we'll, that should come back if you know, if six weeks from now we're saying, yeah, the Broncos have recovered three and lost 19, I'm gonna be saying, okay, maybe there's something we can point to here. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm still calling that luck. All right, Henry, I'll let you since you went no, since you gave your number two, what would have been your number one?
1: Penalties. The penalties are just terrible. You gotta you gotta fix that. I mean, 25 penalties, second most in the league is 17. 18, it's believe, awful. Oh, did somebody get one last night? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Someone's nice. Someone's at 18 now. Nice. Okay, not so bad. Good job. Um, Good job. But you just look... I mean, what, they, they've given up f- a little under 450 yards of offense. They've also given up 205 penalty yards. Like, you can just look at how... That's crazy. How, exactly, how crazy it is that they're just allowing teams that much extra space. You know, we talk about margins... It, that is so massive. Like you're extending drives for Geno Smith. I I think obviously red zone, that's so easy to see like, Oh, if these three things don't happen, one of those three things, there you go. You win. But also if you just don't extend a couple of those drives for Geno Smith, those turn to punts. Like there, there were so many drives that they have just let go on way too long.
2: Zach, do you have penalties as number two? I do.
3: I do. And and just the staggering amount of penalties the Broncos have had is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most that the Broncos have ever had in back-to-back games uh, in their history. How could it not be? They have yeah. 25 <laughs> penalties, like Henry said. Last year, the team with the most penalties had 127. Right now, the Broncos are on pace for like <laughs> 210. Mm-hmm. That would almost come close to doubling the yep. number one penalized team last year. Now... I don't think that they're going to stay on this pace at all, but that's how bad it is. And again, I don't just want to sit back and say, um, uh, well, the refs aren't going to be calling these penalties. They've had cut some of the, the refs that called mm-hmm. the most penalties. The first to get. first No, you have to fix it in order mm-hmm. for, for this to happen. And um, the unfortunate thing is, too, you kind of see it with Garrett Bowles in the past. When the you, you get pointed at as a, a holding guy or a mm-hmm. penalty team, those officials, just human nature, are going to come into the game and say, ah, these guys, you know, i got to keep my eye on them, a little extra close. And you're probably going to develop that, and it's going to cost you a penalty or two a game.
2: It for sure is. And and if you don't think Kyle Shanahan is going Mm. up to the Stripes on Sunday night saying, hey, these guys, they false start a lot. (laughs) So make sure you keep an eye on that offensive line because they are twitching and flinching all over the place. And – You know what? Now that that's in your head, it's just human nature to notice it more. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it it does matter, and it is a huge problem. Henry, the stat that you just said solidifies this as number two for me and really could vault it to number one. They've given up 400 yards, and they've given up 200 yards in penalties. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine how many plays are being run. On plays where they don't get a flag, they are giving up an incredible amount less yards Mm -hmm. than, you know, like – they get they're getting these flags and it's making up for half of the the movement on the field
1: it's crazy and uh, even before Kyle Shanahan says anything you know they they get to the ref's locker room they're like getting all dressed up for the night One's going to say like ah shining their shoes <laughs> you guys in like it's going to be a busy night tonight yeah. <laughs> like like they all know it's 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 just bad it's just I'd bad love again to be like be fly on the wall ah, wouldn't it be nice the red zone stuff is obviously terrible i think just like Average luck gets that up to bad. The penalties, I don't feel like they've been getting unlucky. They've just been called for that many penalties.
2: I I, I don't think you can even argue against that. Yeah. But one is you can't legitimately... say they're getting unlucky penalties. The only one I would say is probably an unlucky penalty is the delay of game on the field goal. Because that is... <laughs> I, I went back and looked. It was yeah, just as close as great. I said it was. It was. Um,
3: But... When we're arguing what's one, what's two, one is literally taking points off the board. The other, the team has to continue to drive the other ball down the adding field. Adding points to
2: the board. But yeah, you're right. Uh, and I think that's There's why more I agree things with you.
3: that have to happen in order
2: for that to be number one, in my opinion. So which one is more correctable?
0: Great I think question. Red Zone. I mean,
3: again, that was my case for making it number two. Yep. Zach? um i I think i mean penalties i they they both are correctable though that that, that's the thing um i think penalties when you look they're happening from so many different people yes that's why it's the harder one to fix for me exactly and it's happening because the coaching staff is doing some things incorrectly Mm -hmm. nathaniel hackett's making decisions too late then Russell Wilson's not getting out of the huddle quick enough, and then you have Cortland Sutton false starting. You have Cortland Sutton getting an unsportsmanlike penalty. You have Jonathan Cooper. You had, I mean, every sort of every person yes. can is just spread out, and it's a lot more difficult to get everyone on that same page. But you know what? And someone brought this up in the comment section. Uh, TBD said, "Say what you want, but Vic was su- had a super disciplined squad." Vic wasn't really liked by the players. Like they didn't love him. Nathaniel Hackett, uh, they really like him so far. Nathaniel Hackett's got to draw a line somewhere when it comes to these penalties.
2: Yeah, and I am uh, starting to believe that being a player's coach leads to more penalties. Mm. Um, And you know, we could go around the league and look at who's leading in penalties and who their coach is, and see if that adds up. But I, I think the reason why players didn't get penalties is they didn't want Vic Fangio to hate them. And everyone was always walking on eggshells, not knowing whether or not Vic Fangio hated them or not. Yeah. Um, and that has its causes its own problems. Mm-hmm. But one thing it also causes is, hey, I cannot screw up, because I know then I'm going to be on his shit list. I
1: just go back to Cortland Sutton and that block where he just has little number 25, and he's he's first of all leading the way, like he's opened up a big hole, and then he just pushes him. 10, 12 yards down blind the paint on the style. sideline, like just goes and goes and goes and goes, exactly blindside style, where it's like, I know that as a good run blocking receiver, I was having a great game. You just want to body drive. this guy. <laughs> yeah. You just want to keep going and going and going. But, like, you need Nathaniel Hackett or somebody to go over there and just start screaming at him, saying, What the what the F are you doing? Why do you think that, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, at yeah. some point, you just have to get that going. And that's all that one. I don't know that that solves the Melvin Gordon block or hold down the field. I don't think that solves the Melvin Gordon chop block, which might just be not understanding how that rule well, is coaching. enforced now. But exactly, that is coaching in a different way.
2: And that's what's so hard about penalties to me. Is I just don't think it's as simple as saying, hey, don't do that. Like, well, then I then think they it's... have told these guys. I think Cam Fleming knew his assignment on the Andrew Beck option play, which I don't know if you guys saw my thread, but I went back and watched yep. it. It's very clear that Cam Fleming messed up the play. He's supposed to leave the edge there so that Andrew Beck can read it, but he just blocks the edge. He's supposed to get to the linebacker at the second level, so it's just one-on-one with that guy, and he doesn't get there, so then the edge is pushing into the play, and the linebacker comes down. I believe that Cam Fleming was taught how to execute that play, but then he didn't go do it. I believe Melvin Gordon knows the chop block rule. Maybe. Maybe. Because that changed this year. So that's the one where I could say maybe the coaches didn't say something. Or say it enough. Or, or, exactly. Yeah, that's Fair the enough. one. Yep. Um, I know that, that Jonathan Cooper knows that he shouldn't stand over guys after he tackles them. Mm-hmm. And that's what scares me about this. And you have this. to
3: have an intimidation factor.
2: Yep. From yeah. a
3: coaching staff of you guys can't mess around.
2: Yeah, and I almost wonder if Nathaniel Hackett can like use Dwayne Stooks. To just go yell at guys after they get penalties like just so someone's yelling somewhere like i don't think he's gonna be the yelling guy i mean
3: i think it's clear nathaniel hackett needs more help uh in in just small things like that and also Mm -hmm. with the operations that he's talking about uh but one thing before we move on really quick is green bay maybe some hope for this leads the league with the fewest penalties with five they only have five that's obviously where Nathaniel hackett came from baltimore they have six so, two teams have six or fewer penalties. The Broncos have six false starts.
2: Crazy. And four delay of games. <laughs>
3: yep. Exactly.
2: Now, that one, I think, is going to be eliminated.
1: Delay game, yep. Maybe not eliminated, but it's going to go way down. Like, I think that's that's the one that Hackett himself can just fix. It's like, I he just needs to speed up getting those things in. And if he is doing... If he... You have, like, whatever you have to do. You have to install the game plan. You have to go to these means, whatever. Your other eight hours a day that you spend coaching. I think that a good chunk of those are going to go to just speeding up the operations and get rid of getting rid of that part.
2: Yep. And, and I think what, what it comes down to is Nathaniel Hackett has so many plays that he loves and so many things in his head. And he's trying to pick the perfect one for every moment and he just needs to go. Well, yesterday
3: he said he gets excited. Yeah, and and, and I think that's what's happening. He's, he's thinking like, oh, second of second and six. I love right, second and six. Right, okay Right. And well, then so not only options. not only does he get delayed in that respect, but then uh, he's still thinking about the play mm-hmm. when they're running it, and then he's backed up because if they don't get the first down, he hasn't thought about third and six, or he hasn't thought about first and ten, or he hasn't thought about what happens if it's fourth and three. Uh, and so he he does need to correct that. Hank, why I don't think it's. Why I'm not counting on it to just disappear though is because it's a lot easier to prepare for it than actually be in the situation and you have 25 seconds on the clock.
1: I think even being aware of it on the sideline though and
3: knowing like, okay. So you don't think he's been aware of this the past two games though? I just think think, it's like a whole different animal where he's only practiced it two times in a real game.
1: Totally. But I do think that coming out of those two games, like the one big piece of self-reflecting that he probably comes away with is we need to speed that part up. And so I think that, you know, it's like on a podcast where you notice like, oh, I've been saying um a lot or I've been saying like a lot recently. It's like, yeah, today is the day I'm going to think like, don't say no, like. You damn put it, it, damn in it, your damn head. it. Okay, uh, it's a terrible example. I control. wasn't thinking that today to be clear, but it's it, that's what he's going to go in thinking. It's like, okay, we need to move quickly. So it's first and 10. So if that means, okay, after this play, if it's second and five, here's where I want to go. Yep. If it's a first down again, here's where I want to go. If it's second and 13, here's our one and just starting to get
2: that going because but he's going to be so hyper aware of it this that's week. That's already how his play sheet is going to be laid out. I don't know exactly how his is, but most of them are here's our first and 10 plays, here's our second and 7 plays, you know, or second and short, second and medium, second and medium plus, etc. He I really think what he needs in like this is coming from personal experience is a checklist on his play sheet. Make sure you're thinking of all four of these things before the play happens. Get the play in. Now say okay. If we go backwards, what's my next move? If we get if we convert, what's my next move? Just so like it's as simple as just having it in front of you and being like, all oh, right, all right, I got to be ready for this stuff.
3: However, that reminds me of when coaches talk about players in a new scheme and they say uh, that the the guys are still thinking about what to do yep. instead of just going out and playing. He's, Again, I I'm not saying he can't learn, but that's exactly right. Ryan yep. is is I don't think there's going to be four delay of game penalties over this next two
2: games but
3: i wouldn't be shocked at all if there's one or one per game in these next two
2: i will take the under on one and a half over the next two games i love this I'll take i'm not push. i'm not gonna <laughs> bet against it you <laughs> okay. can't take a push Henry. It's one and
3: a half. <laughs> <laughs> like a timeout he's saying, stops he, the he's delay saying one's gonna get declined which wouldn't make any sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless it was on a punt. Right, right, and right. They
1: didn't want to give him the yards. Right. I still um, really wish. The one little dagger in the whole like mismanagement stuff would have been that check down to Melvin Gordon where you get to the 45, take the delay of game, and move back to the 50, get space to punt. That would have just been the final piece of the Nate Hackett struggle bus game too. <clears throat> uh,
2: a lot of people in the comments, or at least a few people in the comments, saying he should turn over play calling to out and- no way. Definitely uh, no, No, no. Um, but and the play calling is working. He's calling good plays, except, except for it, except in the, in the except for zone. the red zone.
3: Yes. Um, but uh,
2: so you're I not going to turn it over in the red zone.
3: I do think no, absolutely not. I do think other uh, things need to be taken
2: off his plate, though. Sure, that's fine by me. Not yep. play calling. That's uh, why he's here.
3: Of course, of course. Okay, we've only got to two things. Is is Nathaniel Hackett's game management well, number three? Then. Yep.
2: Yes. As we've yes. talked about a lot. Yep. Um, and that that. There's so much that goes into that. It's almost mm-hmm. unfair to put it all into one. Yep. Um, but I will just say that, yeah. Um, he is. It's not all on him, but he is the one
3: that is responsible for it. So it does fall on him. He's the one
2: pressing the buttons at yeah. the end, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot of different things, you know. So that's why it's so hard to lump into one. But, like, the fact that the Broncos had zero timeouts last week um, with, like, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter in a, in a one-score game, is terrifying. Well, he
3: wanted to avoid <laughs> some more delay of game number to grow. I know.
2: And it's crazy that that's, that's where he is. And that's why, that's why I said yesterday, I don't want him reading the press clippings because I don't want him thinking like, I have to burn this timeout here. Cause we can't have another delay of game. Like I want him thinking clearly, which is like, okay, do I need this timeout or do I need that five yards more? Yeah. And depending on the situation, it's different. Um, but you know, if they, if they got the ball back with, 45 seconds left in a tie game in that game and they had no way of stopping the clock and they weren't able to go down and get it and you know that game goes to overtime and they lose talk it's about just a,
3: catastrophic talk about a nightmare yeah an absolute nightmare and jose with a really good comment he says the most delay of games in a season during the vance joseph and Vic fangio area was era was five an entire season and the broncos are at four now and that's three two one <laughs> Our segment's done. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. By the way, we got a delay game on that segment. We absolutely did. I mean, a big one. We're up to five now uh, for ourselves. But at DraftKings Sportsbook, no delay of games. If you get in as a new member, you bet $5 on an NFL Moneyline game. You get $200 in free bets in your account right away. It's $825 free bets, which makes it so fun. You can get in on eight different things. Maybe you do it all on one game. Maybe you spread it out over a week or a weekend, and this is just a the perfect time to be in on DraftKings because of football we don't have football tonight but Thursday night we got a game. This weekend we get to watch Sunday morning football, Sunday afternoon football, and then of course the Broncos on Sunday night. Absolutely love it. You got two games yesterday, and you can get all the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And of course you must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And to see or to see all of the rules and restrictions, check out our our description.
2: There you go. Also, a shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. We're going down to the Rockies game tonight. Uh, Should be a good time. In my opinion, potentially the last summer night, the last true summer night is tonight. Uh, It literally is. Yeah. It's last summer. Can't argue with that. (laughs) Well, I guess it's a great opinion. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be like 85 degrees. We're going to be hanging out on the rooftop, drinking Breck brews, all that good stuff. There's never a bad time to drink a Breck brew. That's a good thing. Summer ends, just a new Breck brew season. It's like vanilla porter and avalanche ale season all of a sudden. Uh, there's so many great things over at Breck Brew. Also, the farmhouse is awesome. We're going to be hanging out at the farmhouse next Friday. No, sorry, this Friday yep. uh, mm-hmm. for our Friday afternoon club. So look out for that. Uh, come down, hang out with us at the farmhouse. Uh, but there's, there's, there's always something great coming for Breck Brew, including the Hootenanny. Which is coming up soon.
1: And if you want to drink Breckenridge beers, come on come on down to the bar. Um, I kind of like... I know we have the tailgate going. People should go to that. But also having a chance to watch all the games on Sunday before the game. Oh, so good. Just incredible. Just incredible. I'm excited. I think we got the tailgate Sunday morning. I'm going to be getting a lot of hours in at the bar watching all these games. I'm so hyped, and I guess I probably won't drink too many Breckenridge Be- Breck beers that day, but Saturday I definitely will, because that's college, and there's no responsibility Saturday night. Um,
2: I'm, my like goal is to college. drink the perfect amount of Breck brews, so that I come down just enough right before we start the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there we go. Wow. It's a tightrope walk. We'll <laughs> see what happens. Oh, boy. It sure is. Uh, but yeah,
1: the a whole bunch of cool stuff going, going on. Go down to the tailgate, too. Uh, you can buy your tickets for this Sunday. It's going to be a good time. Eight hours there. Six hours there? Six hours there. One to um, six. Five hours. That's five yeah. hours. Yeah. Five <laughs> hours. That's always <laughs> tricky with times. Uh, but yeah, Sounds members like get a good deal, become a member.
2: Yeah, I had a coffee. Okay. Eh. Pretty much the opposite. Yeah. 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 We had these um, like canned cocktails at the tailgate this week. They were great. Huh. Uh, on top of the great Breckenridge brews. Yeah. All right. All right. New segment we want to do here. Go Let's around go, the league baby. a little bit. Appreciate this league. Mm. You know, you got to appreciate this league. Uh, so, oh, this is great. Great. Uh, oh, wow. This is uh, incredible. Graphic. Wow.
3: That is perfect. I mean, Kale, Kale killed it. We got Antonio Brown. We got Friarhead Tebow. We got Manning face. Yep. We got Fitz Magic. We got Butt Fumble Sanchez. <laughs> and so we've got Sad Tommy Brady.
2: So, let me ask you this, Henry. What made this league this league to you this week?
1: Matt Ryan sucks. I think that's the big one. That's
3: where he
2: starts. I know. Oh my what? goodness.
1: I, that's. I mean, there's a lot of places I could go, but the one that's really stuck with. So you know, watching Matt
2: Ryan just like huck balls into the dirt makes you be like, this league. <laughs> he was, this he, league, man. He
1: was wishing they'd hit the dirt. That old man though. He's 37. All these quarterbacks think that they can play until they're like 40. Now, you can't do it. You can't do it. Just watching him out there, Like he doesn't have any sort of pocket awareness. I was telling Dre before this, Like we've established Deer can't see the color orange. It's like he just can't see Josh Allen. Not quarterback Josh Allen, Jaguars rusher Josh mm-hmm. Allen. And it's like he'll just be coming right up the middle, right at him, dead straight in front of him. And he'll just be shocked when he gets knocked down. It was awful. And then he just starts chucking balls up, throws three picks. Oof.
2: That's what got, that's what got you loving that, the NFL this
1: year. That is week. what is. got him Matt loving Ryan. the
3: NFL. Uh, what got me loving the NFL <laughs> is what got everyone loving the NFL. The comebacks, comebacks that we had. Ooh, oh my goodness! Comebacks. You're talking Miami coming oh. back over Baltimore. At first, you're like, "Ah, oh, well, Miami is who we thought they were." Nope, they come back. They were down 35 to 14 at the end of the third mm-hmm. quarter. Came back to win in regulation didn't even go into overtime. Tua was incredible. You had the Jets over the Browns, a different situation. The Jets are down 30 to 17. It's Remember, incredible. over the Browns, everyone the, hates the Browns yep. here. Joe Flacco at quarterback. Mile High Joe is in there. The the Browns take uh, uh the 30 to 17 lead with 2 minutes left. Then the Jets regrettably take the 31 to, to 17. They do. They could have just wound out the clock yep. if they don't get in the end zone. Sorry. And they, it was a 30-17,
2: to 17, you said. Yep. And it's because they miss an extra point, too. Yep, yep. You throw Ooh. that on top of
3: it. Joe Flacco right out of the gate. I believe second play of that next drive. hits a 66-yard touchdown bomb.
2: They get the onside kick. And by the way, the Browns just watched that happen. Yep.
3: They, they, they weren't <laughs> playing back or anything.
2: No. Did they just let him run right um, by. In baseball, late in the game, sometimes you'll just let them steal second base. Right. They had to make up a new stat for it because they were like, this shouldn't count as stolen bases. Right. So it's literally just called defensive indifference. That's what that should be. That shouldn't count as a touchdown. Defensive indifference.
3: And then with 15 seconds left, Joe Flacco throws another touchdown. And like you said, Ryan, the Browns missed an extra point. So all the Jets had to do was kick an extra point for that comeback. But this no, league. we're not done because this, this league, league is the best <laughs> league in sports. The Raiders are oh, up 20-0 mm-hmm. at halftime. I mean, they have all the chips in their hands. They're not going to gamble this thing away. Until the Cardinals make a comeback. They tie the game with five seconds left. Win in overtime on a fumble return for a touchdown. Kyler Murray becomes the first quarterback ever to get a two-point conversion or to run in a two-point conversion uh, and pass a two-point conversion and then run in a touchdown and pass a touchdown
2: in the same game. Wow. Wow. This this league. How about that? This league. Also, to put a cap on that. Byron Murphy letting go of the ball as he crosses the goal Oof. line to give us extra suspense <laughs> yeah. at the end of you the know. game. is just like, wow. Yeah. It's just perfect this <laughs> in, league.
3: Incredible. And, in fact, <laughs> it was that much of a this league that you guys had to stay on the watch-along to watch oh, it how it ended.
2: Yes. Oh, by the way, go check that video out on the YouTube when we're, when you're done watching here. RG cut together the highlights mm. of the watch-along. Mm. And maybe it's just because... I was on it, but I was legitimately like belly laughing watching it, especially because <laughs> Eric was just in his bag.
3: And then there's one more. The Falcons almost have an mm. incredible comeback against the Rams. Do you think this number means anything to the Falcons? 28 to three?
2: Yeah, that means a lot to
3: them. Yeah, it means a lot to them. They had an opportunity to not fully revenge that, but they were down 28 to three in the third. They come back tw- 31 to 25. And then the the Rams to intentionally kind of run out some clock, get a safety, so it ends 31 to 27. But the Ram or the, the the Falcons had an opportunity to come back as well.
2: Well, you almost talked about every single game of the week, and you still didn't get mine. So I'm happy for that. Um, for me, it was all about how you never know, even when you think you know in the NFL. And I don't mean to throw this person under the bus, but literally yesterday, as we're reading the comments, someone just throws in there, oh. <laughs> KOC has, uh, has Kirk, Cousins. Kirk Cousins playing at an MVP level. Like Just when you thought that Kirk Cousins is, is going to be incredible in this offense, he gets absolutely eaten alive. By the Eagles defense, he goes right back to primetime Kirk, the guy we all know and love. He throws three interceptions in that game. The entire fourth quarter, he's just playing YOLO ball on every play. (laughs) And Darius Slay legitimately could have had five interceptions. Uh, And it was just so crazy to just be like, wow, you you thought, you know, as soon as you think you you actually don't know. We thought the Colts were going to be good. I know you mentioned this, Henry, but the Colts get shut out by the Jaguars. Like,
3: uh, well, speak for yourself about speak thinking for the Colts yourself, were good you there. You definitely but
2: neither Henry of you. Jags. You couldn't Neither me? of you had twenty four zero. I guarantee that. Okay, we've uh, got score. two bets
3: with you on the Jags. So <laughs> yeah.
2: On the other <laughs> side, uh, you had like Mac Jones. You know, we're writing his obituary after week nope. one. Yeah, he didn't Again, look, Speak for yourself. He didn't look great. Um, but he comes back and bounces back it's all these bounce backs um
3: how about how about this can i can i throw one in
2: yep alabama quarterbacks
3: how about that you <laughs> talked about mac nope, jones no you don't get jalen hurts uh yes absolutely nope, you, jalen hurts you
2: sent him to the streets He
3: won a oklahoma champ- quarterbacks man he, he jalen won, hurts kyler murray championship <laughs> there uh, and then of course yeah. you have two. Uh, let me read these stat lines on these bama quarterbacks who Remember when these guys were coming out, everyone said, don't draft an Alabama quarterback because they can't play because that's not this league. That's college ball. No, in this league, Alabama quarterbacks can play Tua, 469 yards, six touchdowns, 124 (laughs) pass rating, 42 points. Jalen Hurts, 333 passing yards, 57 rushing, three total touchdowns, and Mac Jones comes away with the win. These Alabama quarterbacks, five and (laughs) one. These quarterbacks, five and one on the season. You know the only loss? When Mac lost to Tua, so you take it out. These Alabama quarterbacks are undefeated, baby.
2: Yep, Jalen Hurts is an Oklahoma quarterback, but other than that, <laughs> oh. great, great. <laughs> How's uh, A.J. McCarron doing? You can have him.
3: Um, I probably retired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I got one more. If no one else wants to take over, well,
2: I just had a couple more here. Like um, the Bucks, you thought they couldn't win at the Saints, they go and do that. It's just like.
3: No, but <laughs> no. Okay. Only bet I hit on
2: Sunday was that one. I shouldn't say you thought they couldn't, but the, no. all, That was a narrative. Nobody yeah. thought the Bucks could yeah. take the patterns never hold up in the NFL. Like there's never something that you could just follow blindly and be like, this pattern holds up. Ravens preseason. That one. Mm. It's the greatest streak in sports. So. <laughs> Going against streaks though, the Detroit
3: Lions are one and one. The Jacksonville Jaguars, top of their division at one and one, and the New York Giants two and oh and honestly that is what makes this league great is we're mm-hmm. only two weeks in i'm not crowning these guys except for the jacksonville jaguars uh but these teams you can flip around in the nfl and that's what's so cool about it every yep. team does have a chance at the beginning of the season i should say 90 percent the of teams have a Texans, little bit of a Seattle. chance uh because last year those teams had the number one overall pick the number two overall pick and the number five overall pick And they're all at least giving their fan bases hope right now.
1: Yep. Trevor Lawrence looks incredible. Trevor Lawrence looks so good. Like, he, when they let him just go five wide, it'll just be like, oh, curl here, a little out over there, like just drags. He is carving teams up underneath. Like, he might be perfect inside of 10 yards. He still has, like, the issues from, like, 10 to 20 and all that stuff. But he is starting to look like. At the very least, like a game manager who can get you down the field every single drive. Oh, he's,
3: he's looked better than that. So, so who's, who's the coach that we wanted that's now? Um, Doug Peterson? Yes, Doug Peterson. What I will say, their loss, uh, it wouldn't have been any better if Doug Peterson was the Broncos coach. With his game management issues in that first game, boy, they were bad. The Jags mm-hmm. are 2-0 and if it's not for their head coach.
2: And they had red zone offense issues in that game they as did. well. They did. Um, I will say this about Trevor Lawrence. Last year, in, in college, it always looked easy for him. Last year it never looked easy for him. This year it looks easy for him again and that's a scary thought for this league.
1: He's just he's just moving so quickly. Like everything he does is just like
3: bang, bang, bang.
2: Yeah. He's he's really sharp. Yep. Uh, what a week it was in the oh, NFL. Man. And you and know like what? They, the, the NFL almost always just delivers.
3: That's what I was going to say is <laughs> it's not like we're just talking about this because it's it the craziest weekend ever. No, we're going to feel like this maybe after Thursday night football. Maybe after next week as well. Yeah. I hope
2: so. And, and I was thinking about it because I was at the bar on Saturday and like the first slate of games, which is like 50 games in college football. Everyone was like, yeah, there's nothing good out there. And I was like, <laughs> I love college football so much. You would just never say this about the NFL. It, it is so true. When
3: when I look at a college slate on a day, there's some weeks where it's like there's one top 25 matchup and the other games are all just going to be bad. And I'm not as much of a junkie to go find like uh, two FBS schools playing and watch them yeah. if it's a good game. But the NFL, there's always a good
2: one. I will say college ended up kind of pulling it together. And have like the, you had the App State game, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like there was some crazy stuff as always. But they get a lot more chances to have some crazy games. The NFL just... You just scroll through these scores, and you're like, yeah, two out of every three games was awesome. Yeah. And
1: even like that Jags game. The whole time, everybody's thinking like, oh, you know what it is? The Jags
3: and the Colts. Like, the comeback's coming here at some
2: point. <laughs> right, yeah. right.
3: And then you hear the clock, five, four, three, <laughs> two. And we almost made it. We still had to delay a game on this one. But there's no delay a game when you go to game time. Because actually, waiting can sometimes benefit you over at game time, unlike in football. If you check out the link in our description, use that right there. Kale's pulling it up. We've also got it. uh, If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, it's in there as well. Click that. Find tickets to your Broncos games or any game that you're going to go to. But what's so cool about game time, they have flash sales, which make the tickets uh, even cheaper. They give you discounts. And I just love their interface. Look at this. You get to see exactly what your seats are going to be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And it's pretty Awesome, so awesome, in fact, that we're using it tonight. Uh, um, yeah. got at least 17 members of the DNVR crew mm-hmm. heading down to Coors Field tonight. We're just staying up on the rooftop. We got our tickets in section 303, um, just by, by, just by <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure. Oh, okay. No, but those are the reserved seats right in front of the rooftop, which, in my opinion, best place. Uh, To sit, if you're looking to like party, if you're looking to watch baseball, there's better spots. Um, But at least you have a reserved seat. You know, you go to the bar, you get your drink, you hang out a little bit. Then you're like, I don't want to stand anymore. Go back to your reserved seat. Um, And there's plenty of those available on game time. So use our link. Go get yourself like a $7 ticket to get into tonight's game. That's after fees. Mm -hmm. Uh, And come hang out with us on the rooftop. I love it. And go watch the American
1: Raptors, too, for free. Uh, if you go to their website, AmericanRaptors.com, you can get yourself some free tickets to go watch Colorado's rugby team. They train out at Infanty Park. That's where they play. Same training center as the U.S. Olympic team. Um, it's it's good stuff. You can stream their games online. You can get free tickets there. They are 5-5 five and five last year. It's not bad for their first season. And with a bunch of people who never played rugby before, um, this year should be even better. So... Get on over to AmericanRaptors.com, get some tickets, and make sure you're following along with Colton Strickler
3: at DMVR Raptors. All right, we're going to have a strict play clock here on these. Let's get to as many comments as we can.
2: I think we're good.
3: There we go. First one coming in from Jersey Wait, Bronco. we've got super chats. Oh, oh, a couple oh, super chats. Ooh, now bad. we might be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit them. First one from Garth says, Gentlemen, you're scaring me with your straight talk. This team might be terrible heading into the sportsbook wow. to lay down on the Niners and the points
2: um no you don't have to worry that much
3: Uh, they're not terrible yeah no they're not they're not they have a lot of things to correct but the encouraging thing is is their season's not over in my opinion would have been over at 0-2 they're still alive and they've shown a lot of promise though still look like 8 to 12 wins to me i'm not willing to 8 to 12 no no henry Come on, that's like saying this team's gonna go either zero and sixteen. No, exactly. uh, or seventeen and
1: zero. Exactly, like it's <laughs> it's not. There's a big range, like where they're not terrible. They could be. They're either gonna be like, oh yeah, they're all right, or they're gonna be they're good, or yeah, somewhere in between. The
2: thing is, is they're good enough to be in a lot of games this year, where a couple things here or there are going to change the result. So. As silly as it sounds, what Henry said, it's actually true. No, um, no, no, no. You got to have more okay, of a what's, stance. What's your range? Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, you, you can't. You you kind of said it's like this is what they're going to be. That's if the you're point. you're to say this is what they're going to be, you got to have a stance. That's um, the point. I need to see more.
1: Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's, it's like eight or 12. They're not terrible. They're going to be somewhere in there. Like week, there's a, it's week a big
2: 16 range. like, alright, I've seen enough. I think they're gonna win between ten and eleven
3: games. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him winning seven games. The okay. way this has gone. Wow.
1: Bring
0: Remember, to these play. first
3: two games are the easiest games on their schedule, maybe yeah. outside the Jets, and the way the Jets looked this past Sunday, these first two games are the easiest. You did. I'm just saying that. Yeah.
1: I also I mean, I think we all agreed there were gonna be growing pains early on. Like, I'm not... We all had
2: them 2-0. That is true. We can't dispute that. That is true. Yep. Yep. Just gotta make up for it now.
3: So, Henry's saying they're anywhere from... One and 16
2: to 16 See, and one. You I'm always just... do this where you twist <laughs> I know. Says something and you just try to just twist like it, it more. It's not terrible.
1: They're not terrible is <laughs> all I'm saying.
2: Mr. Orange says, I haven't lost faith yet. Keep moving forward. Let's go Broncos. Great show, DNVR. Great stuff, Mr. How go. could you lose faith
1: after two weeks? Oh, like it's they wild because they could, have, go, they, they, have. They, they could have
3: eight wins, Henry. I was just told they could have eight yeah, wins. That's how you lose faith. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm thinking it's possible they could have eight wins, yeah. faith is gone.
2: You, you lost faith. Um, <laughs> there's le- legitimately people calling for Nathaniel Hackett to be fired this week, right now. If, yeah. they, if they go eight and nine, just wait. And wow. That, and there could oh, be Oh, you're a saying wait there. for the response? Yes. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Wait, oh. wait
3: till then, and then you'll think everyone's calling for his job. But
2: well, there will be yeah. a lot of people. At least they'll have 17 games of evidence to go off of. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, no, and I agree. It's crazy to call for his job now. All right, last one. From Wyatt Johnson, watch the end of the Dolphins game. McDaniel has a coach holding his pocket, escorting him around the field and advising him on game management. It's very Sean McVay-like. Is that Mike McDaniel we're calling him yes. McDaniel? Yeah, it is.
3: McDaniel, he's one of us, you know, he's a Colorado native.
2: God, I love that guy <laughs> so much.
1: Nobody's allowed to follow <laughs> me around grabbing my pocket. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah,
2: for sure. All right. If it, if it avoids
3: penalties you do it. You do it. <laughs> Let's
2: get into the comments on the website. First one here is from Jersey Bronco Boys. You are making it very hard to listen to the podcast at home with the wife. Between all of you trashing the Jets and last week Zach said Sauce is on the Texans, killing me, boys. Well, I'm
3: sorry, Jersey Bronco. I was just referring to the. I was trying to refer uh, to the, the rookie corner. Yeah, to the best cornerback, which is in that draft, which is Derek Stingley. So I'm, uh, I'm he,
2: sorry, there, Jersey Bronco. Shout out 2019. I don't know if, if he's recovered from like just getting pummeled into the ground by Corlin Sutton for four quarters yet. <laughs>
3: Yeah. he's going to be
2: a good cornerback.
3: But I think that's credit to Cortland Sutton. And that also shows the corner position can be tough the first year, which shows even more how impressive Pat Sertan was last year.
2: Need him. Uh, as always, loving the pod, hoping to make it to the bar this year in October. To anyone thinking about going, do it. Even a disgruntled mm. Jets fan had a great time at the tailgate and bar after a blowout last year. The Broncos may not be living up to the hype, but the vibes from the pod are great. You
3: never see a
1: happy go, Jets fan. Go Broncos fan. and go DNVR. No, No. you really don't. Like, never. Well, except
3: this past week, you would have. Really? If you were in Cleveland with that comeback. I guess there's probably one somewhere. We love you, Jersey Bronco next one from mile high till I die my boys it's really sad to see how many people are already out on the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett there's a lot to work on and learn on but to see people calling Hackett a moron and the general disrespect <laughs> is just too far I really agree I, I understand emotions run high after bad performances and we all had high expectations for Russ and Hackett together but let's all remember that good things take time to build them we're only two games into bringing a brand new quarterback scheme and coaching staff let's not forget that in 2012 Peyton Manning started one and two with an embarrassing primetime performance as well now I don't necessarily think Russ is as good as Peyton, but i sure as hell have faith in this team and have the patience to let this team figure out their early mistakes peace and love broncos country let's ride
2: i really agree i feel like the personal attacks on nathaniel hackett are a little out of hand right now yeah Mm -hmm. like at least give him some time before you start calling him an idiot and a moron yeah and it's
3: it's okay also when i've been very hard on this team the past Mm -hmm. 48 hours I also believe that they're going to turn it around and that mm-hmm. things are going to get better. It's okay to, to not lose faith but be critical. And, yes. th- and that And that's okay. But, yeah, personal attacks
2: are very not warranted. I'm curious to see from the stands on Sunday, like, what people are yelling. People are... Again, one thing goes wrong. We're going
3: to hear the clock. We're going to hear boos. Um, and uh, we may hear yeah. more boos than we even heard last week. And again, in my time, it's most boos I've ever heard.
1: How many first-time head coaches have been booed in their first ever game at home? That's got to be a pretty short list. Yes. So
2: a very, uh, very short list. That, to me, and I'm not fully like anti-boo, never boo, but that, to me, is, is actually embarrassing.
3: Fans thought they, yep. that he cost them the game the week before, though. So that, that's why. It's not like one thing went wrong to, 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 to have those people's back and speak for them. It's not like they just thought, oh, well, you get a th- uh, you punt on first de- or on uh, your first series. Now we're going to boo. They had reason to be upset going. Yeah.
2: Again. And again, I, imagine if your first day on the job, you screwed up, which pretty much everyone does the first <laughs> day on the job and 70,000 people mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. calling you an effing idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's insane. Yeah. Give, give the guy a break. Melbourne Bronco says, My guys, yesterday Numby said maybe it's our fault because we raised expectations too high. Or something similar when discussing the negative comments, et cetera. Never apologize, boys. We love the podcast because of the love you guys have for Denver. Never, ever, ever change. Cheers. Love you, Melbourne.
3: We won't. Mark IT Snack says, Hey, guys, I know there's a lot to criticize about this team. For me, the most egregious thing is not the play calling, it's not the game management, it's not even the lack of discipline. It's the drops. Russ's completions slash attempts look terrible because of how much the receivers are just letting balls hit the ground. How is there not a line in front of the jugs machine after every practice? And how how else does Zach Azani and Clint Kubiak address this frustrating part of the game? I know it's a young team with rookie coaching, but I'm just enjoying the fact that there's hope and so much room for, room for improvement. How many drops were there on
2: Sunday? Two, I believe.
3: Yeah, I was going to say it didn't feel like a... a crazy amount no
2: and then there's one more like you could maybe say the Javante Williams one at the pylon but that was a it like barely glanced off his fingertips right um, the Jerry Judy one well like he got his ribs compressed yeah uh, he dropped that ball Cortland's uh, obviously yep Cortland had that one and then Alberto had that one so there's two for sure and then two more that are kind of here's the thing the jugs machine doesn't fix this
3: because it's not in, it's not, you're not reenacting a game situation.
2: The only way I can describe this it is if you've man. ever been to an NBA shoot around, those guys literally never miss shots. It doesn't matter who it is. Like the player you view as the worst shooter on the team just drains buckets during shoot around. <laughs> and true. then you they get in the game and you know you tighten up just a little bit and it changes everything, even free throws, those guys are cashing, but all of a sudden you're tired. And you know there's pressure on you; and it changes things. So the you you just can't, the jugs machine doesn't fix this.
1: It's the official stats had the Broncos with two drop passes this season, which is tied for 15th through 22nd in the
3: NFL. It's kind of yeah. I mean, and that's how I feel kind of about what you guys are saying about things are going to turn around. Uh, it it doesn't it's it's not the Broncos aren't the only one with drops. So I think that's yeah. a that's, that's a good thing to point.
2: Every t- you're going to have drops. You you have to be able to overcome those. And Russ I feel like has done a pretty darn good job of overcoming some of those. Um one thing that I'm noticing this season is like 3rd and 12. You never want to be there, but it is not a death sentence anymore the way it used to be.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 14 of 31 though. Even if those two drops are there, 16 of 31. Mm-hmm. Um hope they have Jerry.
2: Yep. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Next one from Samuel bc says, "Wow, people are so negative and mean. Give the boys a chance. The defense is playing awesome, and the offense is moving the ball. They need to clean up so many, so many things, especially the penalties. But in the words of a very strange man, relax. When this team gels, it's going to be very good." P.S. Is Zach auditioning for the fan, or why so much negativity? You know what? Uh, after I left well, on Sunday, a lot after, of movement
2: over there. Uh, you know, there, there is
3: a lot of movement over there. Uh, I think there's a pipeline maybe going over there too. Um, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh when i left i felt bad for for just the uh, all the negativity but then so many people i mean i yeah. felt like there was half the people feeling the way you guys felt half the people the way feeling it. i felt i i just don't want to ignore everything and i think it's good that we have different viewpoints yep. so i didn't feel bad and you guys know i'm not like mr negative all the time <laughs> no not at all
2: <laughs> um, and, and i think you made a <laughs> i think you make a good point there like there's people on both sides of this and you know, I'm glad that we're not Uh just talking like you guys are crazy for this or you're crazy for that. Like we're, you know, we're, we're having those conversations that those people are having at the water cooler at work, you know, one person says, Hey, they're fine. One person says, I don't think so, you know? Yep,
3: yep, yep, exactly. Next one from Cosmo Kelly. I appreciate that. He says, I know it's it's far too early to tell, and I wish I was wrong, but my super spicy take on Russ being a little past his prime and we gave up too much for him doesn't seem so laughable now, does it? I just
2: don't Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I just don't get this. Like I really feel like there's so much uh, revisionist history about how Russ looked in week one.
1: Yeah, he was incredible. Uh, the the one thing is, yeah, he pro- he is not the same athlete he once was. But if you thought that he was going to be running like Justin Fields this year, I mean, that's yeah, just not yeah. what happens with a 33-year-old quarterback. But in terms of it being a bad deal, giving up too much, no way. Like, that's – that's you could have given up three more first, and I'd still be happy with it.
2: I just want to know, like – and I don't, I don't know the answer to this. I legitimately want to know. Are Vikings fans saying, like, Kirk Cousins is terrible now, or are they looking at both of those games and be like, great in one, terrible in the other? Like, we we need more information. Are Packers fans saying Aaron Rodgers is washed because he looked terrible in week one, even though he went and then owned the Bears in week two? Like, it is the Bears, though. Come on.
3: He's washed. uh, (laughs) Look around the, you know,
2: um, Patriots fans, how do they feel about Mac Jones? Bad in week one, better in week two? Like, if you look around the league, there's only a couple places where they were just great both weeks it's like the bills and the chiefs josh allen and patrick mahomes who we already knew were the two best quarterbacks in the league mm-hmm. uh, and no one was even arguing it so everyone has questions but I, I i don't i just don't understand like russ legitimately looked in, he was playing at an mvp level in week one if they just punch in the couple touchdowns if he gets to throw them in yeah he didn't even get that <laughs> chance you're
3: talking three touchdowns
2: no picks right so um that gave him the chance following week yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i've got people in my mentions from seattle say you know trying to claim receipts and it's like he was really good in week one not so good in week two broncos are still moving the ball at an incredible rate calm down Yeah,
3: yeah, calm down. It's okay. Howler Bro Surf says, I'm really glad that every single Broncos fan has always been 100% perfect at everything they ever did for the first time. (laughs) Time to learn on the job is for losers, apparently. (laughs) I'm sorry, but anyone who thinks this is as bad as the Fangio issues and the Schirmer play calling is an idiot. We are not even close to what we've been for the last six years. These first two games have been worse from not play calling. Not play calling. Um, But the other two things, again, I think he's going to fix it. And 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 I think that... Hackett was dealt a great hand with Russell Wilson, but also a tough hand because the expectations were super high with him. Whereas other rookie coaches, they come in and they're coaching a rookie quarterback. And then it's like, well, okay, we're going to give a big leash to all of these people. The expectations were like, should be around the playoffs for them. And so when you see these issues, it's like, what are we doing here? Well, he just, he walked into a situation where it was going to be very tough for him. If these Broncos
1: played the last six years of Broncos teams since the Super Bowl. I think that's right, then yes. how, what do you think the record is? If there's this Sunday, for some reason everybody doesn't get tired, you just get to play straight through, what's the record? How many games? I one, think they win One five. against each? Yeah, one against
2: each. Yeah, five is six.
3: We don't that's, know what this team is, though.
1: Totally. Yet. But, but to, if you to had be to bet. it'd be
3: totally fair. If you had to pick, if, if you had to say. That's, that's so tough, I don't know. Okay. I, I, we don't know who this team is. I mean, they're really talented. But remember, don't forget mm-hmm. about the 2016. They still totally. had a great defense. Yeah and yeah, trevor's probably trevor's, the one they lose that's the one most likely yeah, to lose yeah
2: yeah i'd have five with four more likely than six probably yeah um yeah What i just had a point uh Shermer, uh last six years
3: play uh, game management damn
2: i completely lost it i don't know
3: if you think of it i'll read one more comment from kendall hinton hall of famer says life's had me real busy so it's been a while since i've commented but i listen to every pod sometimes just a week late so got it
2: Kyle Shanahan, I believe, is still fighting to get over five hundred as a coach. Yeah. So, you know, it took him a little while to get it started. Now he didn't have Russell Wilson his first year, and once he got Jimmy Garoppolo, things started trending up. They have still had some bad seasons since then, but I'd be curious to again to know like were San Francisco fans trying to run Kyle Shanahan out of town after two games um, because they were not good, and they and it really not until that year they went to the Super Bowl was it ever good. So
3: But it's because who was their quarterback at the beginning of that year?
2: I don't remember. I think I mean, it was Brian Hoyer.
3: That yeah, and and, and coaches, <laughs> when they don't have a quarterback, get more leeway. Again, I'm yeah. not I, I I'm trying to give Nathaniel Hackett some credit here and, and, and say that uh, coaches do get a lot more leniency. Nathaniel Hackett was just put in a spot where it's it's win now.
2: Yeah, maybe a better comp would be like Matt LaFleur's first two games. I don't know what they were. I'm sure they were two and zero. Because he the way he started his don't career. They kind of, doesn't, don't
3: the Packers always pretty much lose week one? Last year they did. Yeah, they and and obviously out. that was the narrative with Nathaniel Hackett pointed to it. It was like, last year we were fine. Yep. We went and rolled off like nine of their next ten or something like that.
2: Yep, but I just don't think anyone was saying like, oh, Kyle Shanahan, he's got a handle on this this coaching thing right away.
3: Right. He also didn't have the quarterback.
2: No, he didn't. But quarterback doesn't help you with coach game management.
3: um If... if no, but a quarterback gives you the ability to be a lot better and not have to be in those situations.
2: Fair enough. All right, I think we have time for one more. And Kendall
3: Hinton continues and says, So thank you, guys, for the stellar coverage. Second, we're living in a world of suck. It's still early, and a many of these are correctable errors, but this offense and play calling is extremely similar to recent years, and it's tough to watch, and it's not getting talked about enough either. How many fake end-arounds does Jerry run without getting the ball on one of them? We almost went a whole half without a single wide receiver getting a catch against the Seahawks. Just dump-offs to tight ends and running backs. So many other things similar, too. Obviously, there's new stuff uh, we wouldn't have seen with Shermer, but it's scary.
2: Jerry did get the handoff, converted a second-and-one, I believe, on that play. Um, He did a terrible job of reading where to go, Um, (laughs) but he still got the one yard needed. Um, Sutton
1: got one this week, too.
2: He did, and yeah. it almost popped. It was really close.
3: I don't like that call, though. It came right after Sutton was just running
2: downfield. and I said it on the uh, watch-along. I'm like, he's got to get a breather now, and it, now you have no receivers out there. It's a,
3: it's a good play, but it's the bad wrong timing, I, I
1: think. think. it might have actually been four in a row. I can't remember if it was the fourth, but it, I think it was your third or fourth in a stretch
2: of four so, plays to Sutton. That's like the buffs Lavisca chenault offense yeah exactly uh, he's our only guy so we have to give it to him That's on every why point. they need jerry the broncos had more people run
3: the ball this past week than they did catch the ball think about that
2: wow that is rare that is
3: crazy seven people ran the ball now russ was one of them because of a little like just dive to avoid a sack but still six other people ran the ball
2: including andrew beck including and i andrew will beck. say I love the play, and I hope they call it again. Mm,
3: There was a mental error there, kinds of you were talking about. That's what uh, Nathaniel Hackett said.
2: And it's so clear, and if he just does it right, that thing pops. And I, I totally understand the idea of, because it didn't work, why didn't you just hand it to Javante? I found, I believe, six instances when that play has been run around the league, and every time was in a big moment on third or fourth and short. And it's just like, you put that play in almost as like an automatic you're like when we just need one yard Mm -hmm. instead of just running it and crossing our fingers and hoping this is our play where we feel we are going to get it nine times out of ten and cam fleming just blew it the issue is though you have to
3: know what you're dealing with and cam fleming uh he hasn't been in there much he has gotten the fewest reps of any offensive lineman that the broncos have so if anyone was going to mess it up it'd probably be him
2: yeah for sure i know Uh, but i want to see it again don't be scared, Nate. Call it again.
3: Just wait till Billy Turner's in there and he's been in there for a couple of weeks. There you go. Uh, all
2: right. I think we got to wrap there. Henry's got uh, places to go, people to see. We've got a Broncos. So We've got a, a Rockies game to get to, to rally to. I've got another podcast to do. So uh, let's wrap here. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in on YouTube. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Hit us with those five-star reviews on iTunes, and we will catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. You
0: <laughs> rolling. And took a country drive. I understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton.